We want to welcome you to a platform created by women, inspired by women, who harness their power and their passion and set out into the world to conquer all facets of business. We've aligned today on this platform to inspire, grow, and push you into your passion and to owning your own power. I'm Heather Hellman, owner of H Squared Marketing Consultants and founder of Highest Power Brands. And as an entrepreneur, mentor, and speaker, I've faced so many challenges and fears that I finally have broken free into harnessing my own passion to moving forward and take this into a bigger community. We want to talk today about our expertise, our strategy, and the things that inspire us and moved us forward in our passion. I'm excited and honored to present some insight on my journey and bring on Marquita Chanel Chapman today to talk about how she harnessed her passion and how she let her passion build. So today with Her Passion Built, this is episode two, and we want to welcome, thank you so much, Marquita, for joining me. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being so special. You should, girl. You should. All right. So tell the people, I know we had our initial, like, launch a couple weeks ago, and I'm so excited because people might have seen your face already. So if they haven't, give them a little recap of who you are and what you do. Well, I am Marquita Chanel Chapman. I'm the CEO of Lavina Collection. I'm all, oh, well, Lavina Collection is started off as a handmade jewelry business named after my sister, Lavina Gates, that passed uh, back in 2005. And so this business was to uh, use my gifts and to honor her because she was absolutely fabulous. If you think I'm fabulous, just if you if you think I am, she was whew, the family absolutely fabulous. fabulous. <laughs> you got to thank your mama and your papa for that. Oh my gosh, with my sister, you know, man, I, I feel like she woke up fabulous. She would uh-huh. not, you know, some people they refuse to leave the house looking crazy. She wouldn't even go outside and take the trash out looking crazy. So she never a hair out of place. And she was around when makeup was not a big deal. It was just to enhance your beauty. So she had, she wore makeup, but it didn't, you know, it just, she just looked even greater than she already did. But she was a style icon in my eyes and a lot of people. So um, that's why I started that business. I'm also an image coach in that business's intended images. Well, I'm actually getting ready to um, rebrand that and name it Marquita Chanel. Oh. Why not? It's me. So, um, and too has, yeah, and Heather has helped me with that. So I'm an image coach and I help mainly women um, with their outer appearance, but also their inner, what do we want to call that? It's not your inner appearance, but your inner beauty. Yeah, inner beauty. And you know, when you look on the outside, you, you behave better, or at least I do. But I have noticed that some men have come to me as well, but my main focus is women. So that's basically what I do on the, in a nutshell as far as business, but I'm an IT professional during the day. I still have a wonderful day job. Amen. Entrepreneurs do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I think that's huge. And I'm sure for the audience joining us and for everybody who will be watching this, I mean, one of the things that people mistake all the time for life coaching and image coaching is what it is. So tell us a little bit more about that. And then I want to dive back into your Lavina collection that honors your sister. So let's tell me a little bit more about specifically when it comes down to like 
image coaching and or live coaching where you where that fits in for you what do you do with that okay so image coaching is a step above styling so some people think an image coach is somebody who's just going to style you not necessarily an image coach is someone that helps you with how you present yourself to the world whether that is how you how you may present yourself right now we're in this COVID situation how do you present yourself on these video conferences um, how you present yourself if you're getting ready for an interview. <laughs> Get out of here. But even like um, for um, interviews, how do you present yourself? How do you come across? Do you Are you sitting up straight? It's so many things. It's not just how you look, but it's how you present yourself. I'm also certified with um, dining etiquette. So it's how you present yourself in the environments that you're in and doing it in a way that it's authentic and it presents the your best self to the world. Um, yes. Very good. <laughs> All right. So for that, that kind of clears up some of the confusion, especially because I know some people do think it's just so oh, dress me. And no. And, and actually you teach it it teaches the person what looks best on them because sometimes we just buy stuff that looks cute, but it doesn't necessarily look great on us. Right. And I, I told this is one of my biggest tips. Look at yourself in every angle. Don't just look from the front. Look from the front, the side, the back, everything. Because I used, I'm, I guess I've grown a bit, but I used to be super skinny. And I wanted to wear those short skirts, those mini skirts. They look cute from the front, but they look stupid in the back because I did not have enough butt. They would just kind of stick out. So uh, I could never wear them. I have enough butt in the back, and I can tell you I still don't wear them. So they're... <laughs> And even though I've grown a little bit, I still can't wear them. So those straight pencil skirts, they just don't, don't work for me. They're made for 510 models and they can keep where I'm at. It's where yeah. I'm at. That's I don't it. it's a, a booty. <laughs> Not even walk a conference showroom, I'll tell you that much. Not, <sighs> I, I think I worked with men too long. Being in my own business and being women owned and women powered for the most part. Yeah, I'm no, I'm good on that. But, I mean, <laughs> if they could see me today, they'd really love my outfit. So we'll we'll leave that. <laughs> but um, yes, you know, it's all how you present yourself. So far, so good. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. Posture's all right. I love that. I really want you to give that to me, but I understand that you you need to have it. But that's okay. I do. Well, when I get bored with it, maybe I'll let you have it, and then we can trade. Because I know there's. Or you can share me the link. You know, you can share the link with me. Maybe that'll work. So you can have it. I'll start. I just want, we just want to wear it at the same time. There you go. All right. Deal. <laughs> okay. So give us a little bit more in depth about the Lavina collection. Obviously I know it's fabulous and I know what it's about, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about um, what, obviously we know it's a, gr a great reasoning for starting it. And then what a huge tribute to your sister. I think that's great. Fashion I fashionista icon and the inspo for this. So tell us more about well, Lavina Collection, every piece is named after a woman that was influence, influential in her life or in my life. So, um, of course, the first phase of the, the items that I created were named after our, like our mom, grandmother, her daughters, um, and her grand, grandmothers and sisters and things like that. So family members that were influential. And then it moves on to people that were influential in my life. So every piece is named after a woman. And I used, at first, and I need to get back to this, 
I would present the piece and I would say, well, this piece is named after, let's say Kelly. And then I'll do a bio and I'll show a picture of Kelly. Kelly is this, 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 and that. And she's an amazing woman. And this is why, la, la, la. So it wasn't just about, hey, this is a pretty ring, but this pretty ring is named after this person. And this person is amazing. And this is why she's amazing. And I want to share that with you. So um, I kind of got away from that. I don't know why, but because that is so important. People love stories and there's a reason why. So I wanted to share that. Is that a piece you're wearing right there? Are you wearing a few pieces today? You know what? This is the, I made this recently. Well, no, I made this a long time ago and I remade it and I have not offered this because I want to, anytime I make something, I want to make sure that it goes through the, uh, Marquita test. I am clumsy sometimes and you want to make sure if I'm knocking up against stuff, I want to make sure it's durable and it's holding up. So this is actually the second, uh, I guess the second generation of this ring and this is holding up pretty well. So I may offer this soon if you like it. It's awesome. <laughs> love it. I love it. I'm glad we painted our nails too. So you can definitely see. Yes, because ooh, ooh, terrible. I don't even want to talk about it. Mine are like, <laughs> butchered so we're good, good. And this is another blazer that, uh, not a blazer but a brooch that this is actually an old brooch that I found and I had to do something for a fashion show and I noticed that it was a piece miss missing on there or something so I was like you know maybe I should just put a pearl on here and make a tassel and so <laughs> I can't say I made this but I redesigned it and made it something even more fabulous so there you go I love it I love it <laughs> I thank I you telling you ladies and gentlemen she is innovative if there's anything and her energy that runs through this i mean and leading into that i think it's probably a really great place to start and ask you like i think one of the things from any age as a woman or as anyone trying to start out in their professional mm -hmm. career or their journey or maybe their passion yes. uh what would you say is your why for the passion that led you to this today? Well, um, there was one time, that's not even really a short answer, honestly. That's okay. We um, it's your <laughs> As I mentioned before, I am an IT manager for the, did I say the government? I am. I don't think I didn't say, I did not say that. I tried not to say it, but I said it. So I'm an IT manager for the government. And there was uh, several years ago, the government was furloughed. And I had never, I don't, first I didn't even know what a furlough was. Right. And I didn't understand oh, any of that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what it was. I don't, I can't even remember. This was it, maybe this was in the, I won't even say when it was, but it was maybe 2013 or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, I need my money. What am I gonna do? When am I gonna go to work again? I had no idea. So someone brought to me a, um, multi-level marketing situation or business. And I was like, you know, I'm not good at those, but I'll try it. Right. And so that made me go in that direction. But someone said, okay, Marquita, you're doing pretty good in this, but what about something for yourself, something with your own name? And I was like, something with my own name? Like something that's mine? She's like, well, you do well with the jewelry and all this stuff. That's really cute and it's nice. I think you should go in that direction. And so I needed something of my own. Okay. So that's the first part of the answer. Something of my own. I needed something that really represented me. Being in that other business was good, but I'm still representing someone else. I needed something of my own. Yeah. The second part, I needed something I was passionate about. 
So I was, as a child, I was always making things, whether it was pillows, uh, t-shirts, jewelry. I was selling stuff as a kid. So why not do it now as an adult? And if people want it, why not? Every story you've told me revolves around you created something as a unique piece and everyone's like, where'd you get this? Where'd you, and, yes. I, and I still do this to you. Where'd you get this? Where'd you get that? So I'm just looking. There you go. The original. Always, always around. Right, you know? And so when people keep asking you that kind of stuff, it's like, maybe, maybe I should do this. So that's number two. Maybe. And then, I, as you already said, something to honor my sister. So it's all of that in a nutshell. Something that I'm passionate about, something that's natural to me. And um, I need something for myself, but also another stream of income. Right. So side of how important it is to really realize, I think, especially in today's world, like I know it sounds silly and maybe this makes us sound older, but I wish I would have known in my twenties how much really do need to depend and start building other foundations besides one career, right? Yes. It's great if people have a career and they're completely happy in it and set in it. And that must have been the aha moment because the computer joined in. <laughs> I you know, I think it's always amazing to me because 27, I would have never thought I needed like, oh, to invest in the stocks and to save for retirement. And how are you going to do that when you have one job and you're making like, I don't know, I, when I was 27, I was making like 80 grand a year, which is great. That's huge for a 27 year old. But what was I doing with it? Spending it. <laughs> Wearing it. The world. And let me tell you, you definitely, for those savvy people who are pursuing their passions or thinking about pursuing their passions, as Marquita's pointing out, and note to her, because all of us have done this, she still has a day job. And that's a big deal because I still had a day job when I started H Squared Marketing Consultants. And people don't know that. They don't realize, like, when I say I've been doing this for, like, almost 11 years, they're like, but you worked for, you know other places and I'm like those other places <laughs> yeah I did because I needed the money and because yeah. it takes time to build you don't just I it's very rare I should say I can't deny that there aren't people who have immediate success and hit the ground mm -hmm. right. there are those those one-offs that are impeccable but when you're really forming a business you have to be very careful and yes. you know I think feeding into that, my suggestion would be like, what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue a career like yours, Marquita? Because it, I mean, fashion alone is such a tough industry, let alone all the facets in which you work in it. Yes. Well, my first step was, it was important to me to be certified. It's so many people that, and, it, and that's fine, just like you said, you know, some people are overnight successes. But sometimes it's important to have certifications. Yeah. So I spent my money in college to um, go away to Nashville, Tennessee for a week. And it was not cheap. And the hotel fare and all that stuff was not included in the price. Ooh. So I spent money that I had <laughs> several thousands of dollars. What are you doing? You're a senior in college. Right. You ain't got that. Ain't nobody you else. Well, I, I guess I had it, but I spent it, you know, because I found, I felt that it was important 
to learn this stuff. I mean, some people, they just go off of sheer uh, natural talent, but I didn't want to just go off of natural talent. It's things that I did not know and that I needed to learn, and I wanted to learn from the industry greats. And so right. that's what I did. I went away for a week to learn under uh, Dr. Joyce Knudsen of The Image Maker. And uh, man, it was amazing. And I met some great people and we still, she and I still have a relationship to this day. So um, beyond that, taking other classes and other business courses, uh, of course I already have two business degrees, but we, Heather, we went to school. So the things that we know now, we didn't really learn in school. <laughs> I don't know that there's one element of what I learned in school that gets applied. No. Real world experience, unfortunately, is the only experience that has guided me through this. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. I certification courses to understand different things in marketing and mm -hmm. algorithms and techniques, but 95% mm -hmm. of the time it's trial and error and people don't understand, like, it is not an overnight thing yet again. It's not. Airing, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, elemental P, experiment 15,572 later. That's her. <laughs> I, I get it because it does cost some investment for most of us, you know, it does. Uh, you know, just recently growing and expanding, like, as you know, H squared is pretty much quadrupled in the last couple of years. And I mean, I went from having a handful of people and even at the end of last year, just a handful of people to now, uh, you know, we're, we're stacked house and growing. I keep adding people every day. I just saw, I have like five more interviews this coming week and I went, turning around and you have to invest in that. Like I invest in my team. I, last year, I probably, even though we made, it was probably one of my banner years for a profit, but I didn't see it because I turned it around and put it back into the company. And that's mm -hmm. another thing that people make mistakes on. They think, oh, they're making yes. money. And now they're turning around and spending it and not realizing you have to continually reinvest to grow, yes. build, to establish. There's so many tools that you need, the bigger you get. There's so many other things that come with it. Lord, help me with some of these things, I'm telling you. But, you know, the bigger the more there is to it. When it was just myself, it was a lot different. But also, I, I can't be where I'm at today if it was just me. Yeah. And that's Ooh. another thing people forget. It, you need help. And what would you say is probably one of your biggest failures along this process thus far? Oh, before that, can I go back to the other question? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. So make sure you join organizations of other creatives. Yeah. Join or the other organizations of other creatives. Um, I joined uh, Fashion Group International. So mm -hmm. there are people that are stylists. There are people that are buyers and merchandise, all these different aspects of fashion. And so some people are designers and some people are, you know, maybe uh, set directors or things like that. So when you are in a community, create a community of people Innovative. that are creative, they understand what you're dealing with and it can also expand your way of thinking and your network. Correct. And I mean, it <laughs> helps because if you keep an open mind to other people's creative ideas, it's usually always constructive. What I find in these networking opportunities even in our industry versus fashion. And I'm sure, like you said, it deepened and widened your network. Like one of the very first things I teach my team when they come on for business development is number two rule is your connections. How are you reaching out and how are you participating in your community? Are you volunteering? Are you on a board? Do you do you know any kind of work like that? Are you in any networking groups? Because those 
are going to be your seated people. Those are like your kind of like brand ambassadors sometimes. You know, you you get in, you connect with them, they hear how you're doing, you hear how they're doing, and then they find people for you just like you find people for them. And wow. it's amazing how many people turn around and come to you because of that. And I mean, we I'm in so many different co-op groups, as you know, so many women platform groups, speaking groups because of what I believe in and building others up and finding their success and pushing people out of their fear pattern into their passion and going forward in that. And I know like networking, like you said, organizations are there to support these innovative types. And it gives you, sometimes you can just be in the middle of a conversation and have that aha moment that you've been waiting mm -hmm. for. I mean, you witnessed my aha moment to even revamp this, right? Like. Yes. We had an entire other community project idea, and this is what it became. So I'm stoked. But that's just it, sitting in a group with your peers and hearing what everybody's saying and hearing what everybody's doing can really turn the light switch on for you. And I, I challenge people to do that because usually we're only sitting in the circle of our friends, and our friends are 90% yes. not in our own industry. So they, their opinions, no offense, I love every one of my friends. I love, <laughs> but your opinions on my creative or my team creative or where my drive for my business is going to go usually falls on deaf ears because I look to my peers in the industries for tips. They're not competitors. Like I think women, especially we think it's competition and no, these are your best building blocks, right? When you say, I don't know. I mean, Absolutely. I it just depends. You know, some people are very competitive, but I mean, we all can be in the same industry, but we still have different skill sets and we bring a different flair and a different flavor. I don't care no matter what anybody says. I might be a digital branding marketing company and there's hundreds of thousands of those out there. But mine is yes. from the next to the next to the next to the next, same as theirs. Yes. Because it's ran by me. It's That's my, right. my ideas. So at the end of the day, it's still going to be mine. And yeah, there's tons. I'm competitive as hell. <laughs> competitive. I don't like to lose, but I also am humble in the fact that I need to listen. I need to mind my place. Like I know that I'm here, not here, you know, or, and I'm not here. So I learn at what level I need to play, but I also pay attention to the bigger players to make sure that, you know, what I'm doing. And I try not to get my team or myself ahead of each other, but that's how you do it. By sitting in a room full of your peers to see where they're at and where they started, because it might help you get to that next level or yes. it might help you strengthen the level you're currently on. So I don't know. I don't look at anybody's competition. One of the things I know we've talked about this before, probably on our own, is there's plenty of room at the table for everybody. Yes. To be there's so many companies out there. There's so many different ways. There's so many human beings that we have a piece. Each one of us has an opportunity to have a piece of each of those, you know, like <laughs> there's plenty out there, people. So stop hating on each other. Yes. In the innovation and the creation and build each other up. That's one of my senses on that, but I love it. All right. So taking it back into now we can really go down this is my a failure. Time. Well, your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Uh, well, that failure was listening to other people. Oh, I know this. And um, I, I think I talked about that briefly on the other episode. However, um, 
I said before, I started the image business before the jewelry business. So I knew I had that gift. I knew I was, I, I had a gift of putting things together and creating and all that stuff, but doing it for other people and helping other people um, in that area. And I talked to a trusted friend who's also a business owner and uh, she's really, she's not from here, but uh, we were sitting down. I said, I want to start this business. Actually, I, I guess she didn't know I had already done it before, but bringing it back. Uh, and she was like, can you do that here? I mean, can you make money doing that here in St. Louis? And yes, if you live in St. Louis, sometimes there is some kind of a divide. It just depends, but you still can find your people. But her planting that seed, and she wasn't really, um, I don't think she was trying to discourage me. It was just her fear and it projected onto me and I took it and ran with it. And so I, I listened to that. And once a seed is planted, <laughs> there are other people that are going to say more negative things. It's going to like water that seed and it just grows. Let me tell you, I had to get some serious weed repellent to get you to grow. I know. I know. <laughs> you had it so invained in you that you just couldn't see past it. I don't know how far and how long those weeds were rooted and planted, but man, mm -hmm. People, what do you tell you? I had to push this young one right here. But even beyond that, like when you have those seeds planted in water, then you may have some emotional trauma. And then emotional trauma and all that stuff packed on top of there, it's layers and layers and layers. And it's just like, I can't do this. And a creative person, when you are weighed down in your mind, your emotions and your heart, it's hard to create anything. It's hard to believe in yourself. It's hard to... It's just hard. Now, going to work every day, that's easy. But right. to pull something out of yourself and to create and do things for other people out that's related to your gift, it's hard. Especially when you have such a high expectation of how it should be perceived, right? Like you want it to be perfect yes. yours. And you, it represents you. So it has to be the best. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. So that was my biggest failure, listening to other people and allowing those seeds to be planted and not uprooting them quickly. I, I get it. Well, and how do you feel like uh, you learned how to push past it? Well, I realized that what I have is necessary and that people need it. Why? Uh, because they keep coming to me for it. <laughs> that would be but also, I, I would say, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, they keep coming to me, and sometimes even when I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> even if they're difficult, it's like, oh, Lord. But it's necessary. The gifts that God gives you, they're necessary. They are supposed to be used. They're supposed to be shared. And I'm. A, I've already said I'm a woman of God. I'm a woman of faith. So. I don't want to just sit on what I have and not share it because of fear or what someone else said or what other people are doing. Like you said, there are a lot of marketing companies. There are a lot of stylists. There are a lot of image coaches. And then there are people out there calling themselves image coaches. Oh, I know. That's perfect. And um, they are not. But I won't go there. <laughs> so I, I know I'm the real deal. And I don't really do it just, I mean, to make a whole lot of money, but it's I do it because I can impact another life. If I can make one woman feel like she looks, that she's beautiful, and it's not just surface, but it's inside, man, done your that, that's rewarding. That's your gift. I get it. I, the, the thing is that we all have a purpose. We all have a gift. 
whether it's very small in nature to our opinion or not, it's such a big impact on so many other people. I love that that's how you started it because my biggest thing when I talk to potential clients or clients is, you know, I'm not successful unless you are. If I make an impact and I don't just deliver this to new clients, I deliver this to the team I bring on. Like if I expect you to make an impact on us, just like we hope to make an impact on you. And whether you stay on this journey with us for the long haul or it carries you on your way, I hope whatever we give you, you get to take and use and it impacts you and you have success regardless of where that journey takes you, you know, I know not everybody's meant to stay. And that's one of the other things I think people lose sight of. I think in yours, it's a little bit different because you have more of a turn, you know, and close, but ours, you know, it can be a long contract. It can be a short contract or it can be a recurring one that comes back in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when they're done, they're done. And sometimes people need to understand that's okay. Same with employees. Like, Trust me, not everyone is meant to be on your team for the long haul. No. Okay, and it's okay. Same with relationships, same with friendships, same with family. I mean, all of it. Right? Like, we just have to learn how to be our own bosses in all of those, and that's a big deal. Um, thinking of that, like as far as things help push you out of the failure part, where you reflect and think, like. You know, it took you a long time to see the vision and reach within yourself to pull out your best and to move forward and know you could. What would you say were some of the best resources that helped you along the way? I know you already mentioned the organization that you went to and joined. What else? What else would you say you participated in? Uh, let's see. I took other classes. Uh, like I, I can't remember what... Weibo stands for, but I took Weibo and that's at Grace Hill. It's a women's business initiative or something like that. And that was with Grace Hill and that's that in the city. Yes, it's in St. Louis. And, but I think we, I think Grace Hill is, it may be national, uh, nationwide, um, but this was specific, supposed to be for women, but men and women were able to take this course. So um, even though I had a business degree, again, this class, um, helped you get your business plan together oh. from start to finish. And even I'm so upset with myself because they, they had this big, huge binder and you were able to, whatever you would need for your business, I mean, finances, lawyers, whatever, it was in that book and you had to put it together. But I got angry one time. This is one of those low points in my life. I got angry and I started throwing everything away. And because of that seed that was planted, I said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. Threw that book out. Oh my God, girl. I'm so mad at myself, and, but I need to talk to the director. She's not the director anymore because she started her own business. <laughs> but she was like, girl, we're going to have to get you another one of those books. And I paid to be in that course. Yeah. And I threw that book away because I was angry in those seeds that were planted. Lord have mercy. I hear that. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have had a heart attack. Like, I will say this. One of the biggest things that shocked my shell was, once I had one of these magical here, I'll see if I've got one I can kind of pull so everybody knows what I'm talking. Oh, it's this one. So I don't know if you can see this. A USB. This is like a really large USB, which had every major file for everything on it. Well, I have this beautiful puppy. Uh-oh. And he likes toys. And this might have been a great toy him oh it don't work no more 
and every original piece of my original business on it. Them crazy Yorkies. Oh, he's cute though. Um, They're so cute. You may hear him snoring in the background, so my apologies to all the audience out there. I swear that's not me. It's a Yorkie about this big. Um, makes a mighty noise. But yeah, so that was a huge tear moment in my life. Like, that was everything. You're still holding on to it. <laughs> I still got it. I still got it. It's like my dream. Like, Are you praying that it's going to work one day or something? I'm just like, if I keep squishing it together, will it just come to life? I keep it in the drawer right here. Sometimes I fit it with it. Sometimes I try to break it even more because I'm like, mm. now I have everything on a cloud-based system. My team has encouraged me to move towards the cloud. Amen. Best thing that ever happened to me. Um, okay, so we've talked about some negative influences in your life that kind of deterred you from facing your passion. And I think people need to realize that there's always going to be those. And that I, you know, I know you're very spiritual and I'm very universal in my spirit and my beliefs. And, you know, we all believe in the same thing ultimately, but I think that we get tested by those things to see how yes. we'll persevere with our passion and how we're going to, if we're going to look for that challenge or if we're going to just stray away from it. And there's also the people that come on your journey who influence you. And there's usually a handful of them that really make that push. And I know you said your sister is definitely an inspiration for where the fashion came from. But outside of that, like when you got started, who would you say were your biggest influential people or even still today? Who are people that are influencing you into the direction in which you're trying to grow and take this business? Oh, well, I have to say these two people, uh, my mother and my grandmother. I love it. Why? When I was growing up, I always saw my mom and my grandmother, they can make hats from scratch. Like beautiful hats of all kinds. I saw my mother make hats. I saw her make robes, beautiful, immaculate robes. She used to wear, she used to make my clothes. Not all the time, but we had mommy daughter outfits and you know those cute yeah. tops with the with the shoulders down. We would go to the family reunions and all that stuff. Mama needs pictures as proof. So is girl. Mm. And she even made Halloween costumes. All my mom did all of that stuff, and it was perfection. It wasn't uh, stapling this and gluing that, or no, it was like every mom in America who's got a. Yes. But that's okay. Your babies look great. But my mom, she had the pattern and she sewed it. My grandmother. They were just so amazing. My husband, he would <laughs> solicit my mother to make fur handbags as gifts to women that they were giving awards to at his job. So a lady, my fur lady, he would, uh, sorry for anybody that are PETA people over here. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. So <laughs> he, she would donate a coat. <laughs> I said fashion it's gonna be haters. It is. But it was vintage, so somebody else bought it and she just, you know, she it was vintage, so she donated the coat. And my mom made these cute fur pouches. And then she would make me, because he asked her to, a fur clutch. So I've seen them do all this stuff. So this creative piece of me didn't just start with me. Of course, it started with them. And I wonder where it came from beyond them. So of course them. Then I had some godmothers that um, came into my life. Uh, not selected by my mom, but selected by God. Selected. And they they um, made me, 
I guess they elevated me in a way, elevated my style. My one godmother, her name is Angie, she introduced me to St. John. So that's, you know, knitwear and just beautiful knits. And I mean, when I saw that, Angelina Jolie. She loves her St. John's people. I love my St. John, you know. So Angelina, I think it was the Angelina Jolie shoot years ago and she was in St. John. I was like, oh, that looks amazing. So she brought another level of class to me. And so she was influential, man. And my husband, he was in the political arena. So I would just be surrounded by all these beautiful women that were uh, doing things in the community, but they dressed impeccably. I love it. And I was so young in these rooms with women that were like 40 and up and they had all this money and I didn't have any. (laughs) So I had to figure, I felt like I had to fit in. Right. You know, so I would find a St. John at a consignment shop or something like that. But, you know, hey. Well, she didn't go out and buy the St. John's because she was being smart and not trying to blow the budget. She went and tried to find things on consignment. One of the things that we stressed, I know, in our last podcast is don't overstretch yourself to look the part. There's so many simple things to do and honestly keeping it more simple and classy have three simple pieces you don't have to go balls to the wall to be an Mm -hmm. elegant Mm -hmm. i mean if you need help and you have the money you can call marquita but (laughs) uh, you know i think that's one of the things we get it drilled in our head dress for the part you want well yeah you also have to have the bankroll to support the one you know Mm -hmm. a long time to realize stop it heather you don't need this many louboutins or any But I've heard a lot and I've learned. Now I'm, <laughs> now I. We're, we're smarter now. We're so much smarter now. I mean, <laughs> and that was before I owned a business. I was just blowing my money on money and stupid stuff and wasn't dressing for any part. So I wish I would have saved it because that would have been one of the first things I did was have something to actually invest in my company. People think because I made good money um, that, you know, I just came with this like money to back myself and start this company I'm like no I was a small town girl who was raised by very young parents and my grandparents and um, no that's not really quite uh how it started very humble beginnings like (laughs) humble humble humble. St. Louis a small town I mean I grew up in the farm depths of St. Louis I'm not from St. Louis I'm from Warren pardon me excuse me snob yeah, now as I sit over here in La Jolla. Um, but <laughs> I started in a very small town. I mean, when I was growing up, I think there was only 3,000 people in Warrington. I mean, my school. Wow. I think yeah, that's where they have outlet malls. <laughs> yeah, well, used to. I don't even think they do anymore. They had more probably cows than people at the time when I lived there. So and my closest friend lived two miles down a gravel road on the other direction, you know, like. Whoa. I'm telling you, like, I grew up in a very small town, and I definitely did not start from a humble, very blessed beginnings when it came to financial stature and any of that, but, um, you know, I think that's very cool that you've had those type of influences. Do you have any, like, fashion icons that you look towards or styles that you, you emulate today? I have to add one more person. Oh, is that more? Okay, I'll go for it. Sorry. You. What? No. Ladies like you 
and like my friend Karana, Janice, all these young Boston women, because we are still very young, still. I mean, just going for it, going for it. And it's such an inspiration. Well, such an inspiration. And, and yes, you said you're humble. You know, you're a, you're a boss lady. You're, you're on top, but you're still very humble and you have a heart to help and to serve. So that's absolutely beautiful to me. So you too, sister. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I didn't know that was coming from anywhere, but thank you. I mean, I know Karana and I know Janice and everyone, and I I know they're amazing people. I mean, sisters, why we're sitting here doing this is to bring good people into a platform to give connections for others. You know, it's absolutely great. We're trying to create, you know, that network that we talk about that you should have. We're trying to give women this solid network piece where they can find their people. And that's something that I think is important. And I wish I would have had something like this when I was getting started. And yeah. I got fortunate as I got grown through my own business to connect with amazing people throughout it. And who would have ever thought that I'd be sitting here with, with you or some of the other yeah. in my life. So I absolutely appreciate that. And Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, just getting started. Every day a little bit better, but just getting started. So, um, okay. This is a fun one. This is a fun question. I want to know, what do you think is a common myth that you want to debunk about the profession? Everybody's fake. You know, I mean, there is a huge population of fake people. There's a huge population, but everybody's not like that. And I, I know that I'm one of them. Well, so. <laughs> it's hard because there's so many different things out there now, like these influencers, or we take celebrity influencers, like, you know, I have a, a hard passion for these. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand why they're popular. I lose the IQ point anytime I even hear a shrill of one of their voices. Ooh. I just, I don't understand why people engage with them, but to each their own. But people do need to understand that the lifestyles that some people show you are not real. Not real. It's not. There's a lot more, like you said, that goes, there's a lot more blood work, blood, sweat, tears, tears, breakdowns, tears that go into it and it's not perfect every day, let alone, I mean, my God, not almost, I mean, there's rare perfect days, you know what I mean? In the, yes. um, everyone is not fake. I like Everyone it. is not fake. Well, good to know. Those of you <laughs> being authentic, being transparent, yes. doing the work, yes. not getting too far ahead of yourself and letting it be. Could explode Ooh. you up, could grow you and blossom pretty quickly, could keep you humble and stable and just backing along. But I love it. Okay. All right. So then I, I'm just always blown away by you and your energy. One of the things I think that's really important that people know, I'm so proud of the things that you've accomplished as a person. I love that you're taking the steps to fulfill your faith and stand by your husband. And You've been taking these, but I, I don't want to mess up what it's called, but this classwork that you've been doing. What is it? I missed the last part. The classes that you've been doing, like to 
basically. Oh, oh goodness. Well, <laughs> so I'm taking ministry classes. Uh, I, I recently received my license as a minister um, in a large organization that's in the Christian faith. I also um, take ministry classes uh, for women, female preachers, uh, because that's a whole nother situation in itself. So that's definitely helping me. But I'm also looking for another counselor because, you know, well. the trauma in life. The emotional things. The trauma. The trauma and the drama, honey. We need help. Oh, <laughs> I'm enough. always looking to improve myself in whatever way that I can. So if I if I'm I'm, I'm gonna be this minister, I need to make sure I'm coming to that. I'm I'm showing up in the right way, in a healthy way. In business, I need to show up in a healthy way. If I'm helping women, I need to show up in a healthy way. If I'm showing up for my girlfriends, I need to show up in a healthy way. It's so much toxic, toxic things going on. And so these classes that I take, is not just about for me to, I guess, present better or to speak better, but I've, it's all about wholeness. Yeah. It's all about wholeness and presenting the best part of me to the world. You do an amazing job, sister, and you are an inspiration to me and to many, many others. And I have just found joy and comfort in just your little Faith Friday touches that you out on social media. Uh, I know. What you pushed me to do, by the way. <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pushing you into your light and into your passion. Very true. Uh, we are going to get, you know, I just want you to see who you are. And I know that. If there's anybody who's got a light that just beams on them and beams it to other people, it's you. And so seeing you step into your full self and feel fulfilled is the goal. And I see the happiness springing out of you because you are getting to start to renew that passion. And one of the things that I think we all lose sight of is that we don't always know that her passion can build, but we're here as living proof that it can. While we wrap this up, sister, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you if they'd like to connect with you? You can find me. Oh, now my dog. Look at these little dogs. You want to be a part of this, honey? Here you go. So you can find me on Marquita Chanel, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A, Chanel, C-H-A-N-E-L on Facebook. You can find me, uh, Marquita Chanel, or Marquita underscore Chanel on Instagram. And LinkedIn is Marquita Chapman. M-A. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that we include all of that information, all the posts that we tag with this podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I know you will be back for more. I know one of you is going to put me through the gauntlet of questions at one point. So can't wait for that. Um, but I thank you so much for your time. And again, sharing your passion and sharing your stories and helping hopefully inspire some of those that are out there listening to us. Maybe just whether it's to reach out and connect with us and ask questions on how to get there, or maybe it's just to get that spark going that they know that they can do it too. Either way, we're here to support for Passion Builds. I'm Heather Hellman, and I'm so excited to have you join us. If you want to continue following along, you can find us at Highest Power Brands on Instagram, on Facebook, and then you can always find me on LinkedIn, which is just Heather M. Hellman. And of course, we will start listing these podcasts on our website and it's just highest power brands. So stay tuned and look forward to more from both of us. Marquita, thank you again. Boots. Thank, thank you, you so much. Last minute, sir. 
I love you. Love you too. Bye. <laughs>